0: on this episode of Why Watch That.
1: This is the natural-born killer, Woody
0: Harris. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He sure is in the mud and the rain. She has a scene where she comes out to get a form for uh, Elder sign, and their model's sitting waiting for her. She looks at them, turns to her assistant, says, get me the form, looks back and says, you, you can leave. I mean, it's that kind of thing. Oh, The penultimate episode, everybody, just watch out. Don't look up anything about this season. Nothing. Just watch it. It's going to surprise you. And that's all I got to say. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic
1: and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover
0: the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic.
1: Well, nothing gets past the ref. We
0: do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch that. Watch that.
1: Presented by Dynamic Network.
0: <laughs> the Why Watch That Talk.
1: All hail the king and queen. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get that reference in a moment, listeners. Now, yes, we are back with more TV. You thought we were done, but uh, TV has started its wheel, its summer wheel, and we are in full swing with new television series starting in the summer.
0: Yeah, we are drowning in television for the summer, you know, the summer is just heating up every year. It's more and more and more shows. <sighs> Where do you want to start, Ref? <laughs> well,
1: actually, I think we should just go ahead and get started. I made a reference about all hailing the king and queen. Hey. Well, I'm actually talking about the kings. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Michelle and Robert King of Good Wife are back. Now we alluded to it in um, some earlier podcast. Yep. That, you know, they weren't finished. Uh, writing as in terms of when they were done with the Good Wife, they were going to go into now comedy, uh, which <laughs> Wife arguably is. Um, <laughs> they come out. CBS has come out with Brain Dead. Yes, Brain Dead, yep. which is basically um, a, a a Washington comedy um, that is sort of alluding to the fact that politicians are infected with some sort of (laughs) mental alien invasion.
0: (laughs) That's right. So look, you you get, like the refs saying, you get some comedy, you get some drama, you get a little bit of thriller, you get a little bit of horror. It's really hard to categorize. Um, So what happens is we have a new staffer of a senator who's come to town. Now, the thing is, everybody, she is the senator's sister. Okay. And the she is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. The senator is played by Danny Pino. All right, so they're related. Their father, by the way, Raph, is Zach Grenier. And if you know the good wife, you know who that is. That is our boy. Do you know who that is, Raph? Let's see. No. It's David Lee. (laughs)
1: You know what? David Lee sort of disappeared at the end of The Good Life. I was wondering
0: what he's doing. There you go. So he's their father. Of course, you have that whole dynamic. Now, she is a documentarian. She makes documentary films that no one watches. So we have that whole setup. Now, what's happening is her brother is the whip. He's the Democratic whip. They're in power. Um, Something happens, though, that shifts the power, and it is... These little alien bugs, we don't know what they are, that go into the brains of people in Washington, D.C., and turn them into people who want to get things done. They're tied on the gridlock, and, you know, their brain literally squirts out of their head. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. That sounds like the strain. <laughs> <laughs> but, but unlike the strain, it, it's not... It's story. comedic, yeah. but not in a uh, campy way. Mm. The strain is campier than this. Um, so what I would say is this, everybody. If you like The Good Wife, it is not at that level, at least not yet, um, but it gives you glimpses of it. You get the glimpses of what the kings do with writing, especially when the pace starts going. You get that music. You get the camera going through rooms. We have all of that. Uh, the pilot isn't perfect, but it's enough for me to keep watching. Uh, if you think that that's interesting to you, especially in the summer, I would say, why not check it out? I, I trust them enough to keep Yeah,
1: I was about to say, we trust the Kings on the show. They're going to deliver and they're, it's going to be thought out. Now let's move on to ABC's Uncle Buck. Now this is a TV series based on or loosely based on the film Uncle Buck, which starred one of my favorite actors, John Candy.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had the silly hearts and all of that. Yes. This
1: time, um, uh, uh, being Uncle Buck is is Mike Epps, who everybody knows. And along with Nia Long, who is a veteran of both film. Um, well, actually, more film than television. Yep. Um, Yeah, She
0: was in The Fresh Prince, don't forget. She was in
1: The Fresh Prince, (laughs) early work, early work.
0: Yeah, so it's just like the ref said, it's a take on that movie, yes, Mike Epps is Uncle Buck, Uh, yes, uh, Nia Long plays his sister-in-law, so of course he's brought in to babysit the kids, but this is a long-term arrangement, ref, okay? Now, of course she doesn't want him in the house, but he has this relationship with the kids that develops and they end up kind of liking him. So they cover for him. Um, that's really what it's about. And he's right? an
1: irresponsible human
0: being. basically. Yes. Just, to, you know, if yes. you haven't seen Uncle Buck. Right. That's right. He's completely irresponsible. Um, so we have that set up. Now, of course, he has the girlfriend played by Regina Hall in this case. Who plays
1: everyone's girlfriend?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, she's she's in blackish, she's in this. Go ahead, Regina. So the thing is this though everybody, I mentioned blackish, it's on ABC just like blackish.
1: It reminds you of
0: blackish but not in a good way. That's the problem.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. I can't, I can't. I cannot imagine that.
0: You you end up missing Blackish. Well, because the thing is, it's a black family. We get that. It's this ABC house style. It looks like it. You can tell it was made because Blackish was a success, and it it just doesn't do anything new. It's not funny. It's not executed appropriately. It's really about Mike Epps trying to find ways to add something to the script. And I, you know, I love Mike Epps but it's just not enough meat on the bones for any of them to do anything that really is going to make you laugh and want to come back to watching it. So this is a miss. Sorry. Well,
1: you know, that happens and it's in the summer, so they can afford to do that. Basically. That's right. Let's yeah. move on to another period. No, no, <laughs> Another period um, on Comedy Central. Yes, it's in its second season. And we talked about this maybe in our pre-version of Why Watch That. Yeah. And um, it's basically not your Downton Abbey. <laughs> 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 it's, it, maybe it's Downton Abbey in a way that Comedy Central can do it. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. Now, this is in the United States uh, during the early 20th century. Here's the thing. We have Natasha Leggero. We have uh, Ricky Lindholm who co-created it and star in it mm-hmm. as two brat sisters who want to be rich and famous. Okay.
1: Like a That's... Kardashian moment here.
0: Exactly. So it's the Kardashians meet a period piece. Mm-hmm. They have their servants. We have the upstairs, downstairs thing going on. And it, you know what? The, the company, they're great working together. They're great at improv. They understand how to do the blend of period piece and contemporary uh, reality stuff. If you like the first season, you're going to like the beginning of the second season. The first episode of the second season, by the way, ref uh, highlights a towering figure figure of history. One, Harriet Tubman. Okay? Yes. And Harriet Tubman, everyone, is played by—I'm not even going to say her name. I'm going to tell you what she was in. She was in—I'm <laughs> looking at her— she was in um, House Party as the wife of John Witherspoon. And then she showed up as, as his wife again in Boomerang. So if you know who that is, you know that this is not. Don't even say the name. <laughs> Listeners, go look that up. That's what I said. <laughs> so if you know who this is, this is not your mama's Harriet Tubman. And what oh, do, it's a hot mess right there. <laughs> they haven't handled Black History stuff like this in a comedic way since uh, the Boondocks did uh, Martin Luther King Jr. coming back and going to McDonald's. You know what?
1: I'm already done. Let's move on. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) TNT. Yes, Animal Kingdom is here now. Animal Kingdom. I've been seeing all of the 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 teasers to this because I love Ellen Barkin. Yeah, she's great. If you don't know who Ellen Barkin is, you need to look that up immediately. She's probably like the sexiest, most wonderful actress. She's she can be sexy and extremely dramatic all at the same time. But anyway, she's back yeah. on television with her with her show called Animal Kingdom, and I'm excited about it.
0: Yes. Now this is a uh, the TV take on an Australian film called Animal Kingdom that was released in 2010. That film, everyone, is what put Jackie Weaver on the map in the united states okay ben mendelson was also in that and a whole host of others guy pierce i think and all of them so i liked the film i didn't think it was great but i liked it i especially like jackie weaver so now we have like you said ellen barkin taking over as the matriarch of a crime family she has a relationship with her sons whom she calls her boys okay mm. and that is literal she is still their mother they could be 50 years old it doesn't matter and the boundaries, there are no boundaries, okay? Physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. What happens is her grandson, we start at the beginning, his mother dies of an <laughs> overdose. The, right at the top of the first episode. And the way they handled that, ref, I really liked. The first five minutes, I think, set up the world. This comes to us from the people who worked on Southland, which you know I loved.
1: Jonathan Lisco.
0: That's right. Jonathan Lisko, also um, some of the directors and writers and producers from there, uh, John Wells uh, for instance, who also they also work on Shameless, on Showtime by the way. Uh, Eton Frankel, all of that. So not Anne Biderman who created uh, Southland, but the rest of them. So it's that kind of feel?
1: Uh, Regina King uh, directed an episode.
0: There you go. (laughs) Hey, she directed the fourth episode, which is coming up. So we have all of these pieces. Now, he is a good student. You can tell that he's raised himself, okay, all of these years. It's been 11 years since he's seen the rest of his family. So he goes to them, and boy, oh boy, he doesn't know what he's in for. The question is, everybody, is he going to be sucked in by them completely, or is he going to be able to play both sides? Now, the first hour is rough. I'm going to tell you that. The first five minutes, great. Then the writing, the dialogue especially, is really rough. Um, We have wonderful actors in addition to Ellen Barkin. For instance, we do have my boy Sean Hatosi, who was in Southland. And when they say lines that it doesn't work, you know something's up. But the second hour, and it was smart for TNT to give us these episodes back-to-back. The second hour, it starts to settle. Ellen Barkin starts to work. The rest of the cast starts to work. So what I would say is, for the summer, if you want a crime show, this works. And it is TNT. So summer crime tnt animal kingdom
1: boom wrecked on tbs is uh go it's it's shining supposedly (laughs) (laughs) and um i actually don't know much about this so i'm really leaning on you uh
0: for this one so wrecked um it's it's basically a spoof on lost abc's lost okay so we start with them on a plane we have all of these different people. The plane crashes. You know they have the scene on the beach where everybody's crying and going nuts. There's a, a fire on the plane. All of that. But what they do is is a comedic take. They spoof it. So you have this guy who's like MacGyver. He could do everything. He doesn't last. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then they go. Oh no. We have we have a flight attendant who's a man who tried. They go. Well, Don't you know how to do something? He tries to assert himself. One guy lies about being a police officer to try to get people's attention. So you have all of this stuff going on. What I would say is, if you like spoofs, okay, if you loved Lost and you think that's going to work for you, check it out. Uh, I didn't find it particularly funny, but I also didn't think it was terrible. And that's all I'm going to say.
1: Did you know? Part 1. We have a special Did You Know this week, The Critic, um, and I wanted to highlight a wonderful actor who we recently learned has passed away, um, Anton Yelchin.
0: Yes. And
1: uh, if you don't know who he is um, by the name, you certainly know his face.
0: That's right, and you would certainly know he's Chekhov in the Star Trek films. Um, You know, the first time I saw him, though, was, or, you know, saw him and said, who is that? Mm-hmm. was Fierce People. Mm-hmm. Fierce People, um, way back um, when he was in the movie with uh, that star Diane Lane and Donald Sutherland among others. That's I, was, I was like, you know, who is that guy? And then from there we know the Star Trek films, but he really worked a lot. Yeah, consistently. But, but did you know that there are four, ref four films that he's going to be starring in coming out this year
1: really this episode of why watch That's brought to you by audible.com the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer phone and mp3 player
0: sign up today to try audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice visit audibletrial.com forward slash Why Watch That to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part 2.
1: Okay, four films? Four. Wow. Now,
0: we know Star Trek Beyond.
1: Yes, right. very excited about that. One, He's one of my favorite characters, actually.
0: Oh, yeah, and great, and you know, he is Russian, so he just adds that authenticity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, He's also going to be in a film called Porto and another one called Thoroughbred. Uh, but I think Thoroughbred actually may not be this year. It might be next year. Oh, okay, got okay. you. So, but the one that we do want to highlight is We Don't Belong Here. Ooh. Now, We Don't Belong Here stars Katherine Keener, <gasps> um, Riley Keough, who is in uh, the Stars show, uh, The Girlfriend Experience. Yes. Here's Carrie Elway's is coming back, Maya Rudolph, among others. Um so I'm interested really to see this because he plays he plays the son of Katherine Keener who uh disappears. Oh that, yeah oh,
1: that sounds amazing. Listen, Hollywood is has, you know, lost a bright star, but his yeah. work his work will definitely live on.
0: It sure will. Back to why watch that. why watch that sneak peek.
1: Well, listeners, we have a treat indeed.
0: A treat?
1: (laughs) A trick or treat, actually. Uh
0: Oh, Oh, the gauntlet is being thrown. (laughs) No,
1: no, no. uh, The critic and I were able to see a sneak peek of the new movie The Duel, which is coming out this Friday. (laughs) And it's a western Yeah. Yeah, I like Westerns, actually. I do, Um, too. It's a Western that was written by Matt Cook. Yes, you heard me right. Matt Cook. And directed by Kieran Darcy Smith and Aussie. Aussie. um, Starring some people that you know. Well-known people like Liam Hemsworth, uh, Woody Harrelson. They're back together. You know, they did the whole Hunger Games thing. Yeah. Um, Alice Braga. She is uh, definitely no newcomer veteran uh, coming out with a show. Uh,
0: Queen of the South.
1: Queen of the South, that's supposed to be really good. And Emory Cohen, who you could see as um, the love interest in the movie Brooklyn, oh. that's, uh, made uh, wonderful critic acclaims uh, that co starred with uh, Shersha Ronan. Now, you hear already that this is a star studded movie. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what happens is uh, we have Liam Hemsworth, right? He's a Texas Ranger. Uh Uh-oh. Now, this is back in the day. This is back in the day. That's right. And they give you at the beginning of the movie a brief text on that so you understand what the situation is. And we see him as a little boy, a little one, okay? And there's a duel, everybody, at the beginning between his father and one we know who. Woody Harrelson. Woody
1: Har- Harrelson. Now, oh, of
0: course. Now, so that the outcome of that affects his life.
1: And he's he's this is the natural-born killer, Woody
0: Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He sure is in the mud and the rain. So then we skip 20 years into the future, and he's a Texas Ranger. And, yes, he's out to investigate Woody Harrelson, who is this preacher who seems to have some sort of mystical powers. I don't know, but people are dying. The- uh they're dying and getting healed. It's strange. <laughs> that's, that's right. And, you know, if you are um, brown or 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 black-skinned or whatever you are, watch out. You might be in trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: This all takes place for the most part. Um, there were some border issues going on between Mexico and the United States, and things weren't really drawn uh, heavily, but there is a river. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. There's a river. Yeah, That's- and this is the late 19th century, so... Yes, there's mm-hmm. a
1: river that sort of separates things, and when you cast something in the river, it'll make its way to Mexico, put it that way. And the things that were being cast in the river... Yeah. ...were Hispanic people.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this; these aren't friendly people, let's say that. Now, Liam Hemsworth brings his wife with him, played by Alice Braga. Um, so she is Hispanic uh-oh, she's uh-oh. a Latina, she's a Latina, and um, you know, there's a whole thing with that. We're not even going to go into it. So just know that you know where it ends. Look at the title. Okay? <laughs> we know we know who's involved in that title. And you'll maybe have to find out by watching to know <laughs> who lasts, who doesn't. Now, let me just say that uh, there's a part of that ending, uh, ref and that duel that you, you know, I don't know. Please make sure that you didn't just eat lunch or dinner.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> definitely... Well, okay, let's back up just for a second. And yeah. we're, we, we don't have to... The thing is, you've got two um, very huge stars going head to head. One's a good guy. One's a bad guy. All the ingredients of of a Western. Yeah. You've got the, 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 goat, the sort of sketchy, weird town and the townspeople. Yes. Yeah. Small community where word travels fast. You've got Liam Hemsworth's character. He's investigating Woody Harrelson. He's going to get to the bottom of that, but he hasn't revealed his identity. That's uh, right. Who he is. Is, so all the mystery is there and the ingredients of a good Western. But, but like said, this may be a trick rather than a treat. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Look, it, look we at Y Watch that really pride ourselves on the title. We want to give you the reason why. It's hard for us to come up with this, unfortunately, for this film. Um, You know, Woody Harrelson is one of my faves. I do enjoy watching him. But for me, it was the script mainly, Ref, that there just wasn't much to do for them. And it didn't make a lot of sense. I would say if you are someone who is a completist, you want to see every Western that's ever been made maybe you should check this out at your own risk. Yeah. And you know, if if you sit around, you know, Sunday after church and your Vokar lounger watching the old, (laughs) maybe this is for you. Or if you want to see Liam Hemsworth, try to assert himself as a different actor, uh, post hunger games. Okay. Uh, but we would have to, again, caution you, you know, it's not going to be their best effort.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to echo that listeners. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. this is my caveat. I liked Liam Hemsworth's attempt to do something different. Yeah, I can, it's a great setup for him. We we all know Woody Harrelson can do many many things. He can be in a western. He can be in contemporary. He can be in the future. Yeah. But for Liam Hemsworth to take on this, um, he had a lot of camera time, a lot of um, on hands violence, gunslinging, and mm-hmm. all kinds of uh, you know solving mysteries. I. By him as a potential western, he could be in a franchise. He could be in a western or that in that genre. I think it's a great um, thought for him to. <laughs> you know I mean, I think it was a yeah. great thought for him to have to accept that role. And um, obviously, the directors and Aussie and they're you know they share um, some of those same things. I want to see more of Liam Hemsworth in the uh, in the dust.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you heard it from the ref, everybody. Uh, it's on video on demand as well, so just keep that in mind. And now, the pick of the week.
1: It's the critic's turn for pick of the week. Yes, <laughs>
0: really. It's my turn.
1: It's finally my turn. <laughs> yes. Uh, Pick of the week, of course, is Orange is the New Black. Season four is out. Netflix has released it. You can binge, 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 binge. We know about Orange is the New Black, created by Genji Cohen, uh, starring everybody you love, and everybody wins awards for it. So you might as well just... Dive right in.
0: But where's Lorraine Toussaint <laughs> anyway? <laughs> so we're in the fourth season now. We all know what Orange is uh, is the New Black is about. What, last season, ref they shift they shifted into more of a drama. <laughs> so uh, here they went further into the drama territory. I don't know if this was their decision to start doing this or if it has something to do with a certain award show. Not sure. Mm-hmm. Now, last season to me was the most consistent, but it was almost too consistent. The second season, it was just so funny and crazy and you didn't know what was coming next. That to me was the most binge-worthy season of this. So what about the fourth season? What about it? It doesn't have those comedic moments we've come to love. It does have some laughs, but really it's more drama here. But I do like it better than the previous season. The previous season I didn't watch all the way through. This one I did. This one I did. Um, So, you know, they deal with a lot of stuff. We have Piper, the lead character, you know, her panty business. She thinks she's in charge, but is she really? Her girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, Alex Voss, she's been chased down, trying to be killed. We see that whole thing come to the fore. We have issues going on in the real world. They bring in Black Lives Matter, all of that. We have them in their garden. What happens to that? We have overcrowding come in as a result. We have a change of the guard, the actual CO's changeover, and that's a problem. We have Caputo being uh, promoted to warden, essentially. How is he going to handle that? So it's a lot going on. The backstories they give us this season, I think, were some of the best. They tied them really well into the current plots. So I would say if you like Orange is New Black up to now, this isn't going to disappoint you. It's not the same show that it started with. But now they're finding a dramatic groove. And I will end with this. The penultimate episode, everybody, just watch out. Don't look up anything about this season. Nothing. Just watch it. It's going to surprise you. And that's all I got to say.
1: Well, that's all we have to say.
0: Another Why Watch That sneak peek.
1: So we have an exclusive review for you. The critic got an inside sneak peek look. At the new movie, The Neon Demon. Yes, you heard it right. The Neon Demon, which comes out June 24th in theaters. Now, this particular movie stars Elle Fanning, Christina Hendricks, Mad Men, and yes, (laughs) Keanu Reeves, among other amazing... (laughs) There's an actresses. What a what a trio that is, and it's directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, who also wrote it along with Mary Laws and Polly Stenham. Now, this particular movie, you better hold on because I have a feeling we're going to go for a very interesting ride here.
0: Uh, that's an understatement. Now, look everybody, a little Elle Fanning, younger sister Dakota hmm Okay. You open up, everybody, in this movie with her laying in some sort of, like, chaise lounge, let's say. Something like that. All right. Covered, covered in blood dripping to the floor. What? And but now this is Nicholas Winding Refn, everyone, and he has done Drive. If you've seen that movie, directed that, he
1: directed, yeah, with Ryan Gosling, right? There
0: you go. He directed Only God Forgives, also with uh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, yeah, uh, Bronson, The Pusher films, The Hollow Rising, etc. So you know the aesthetic is yes, not- very specific. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not realistic. So you go, hm, is this real or not? You find out she's at a photo shoot. And the blood, by the way, ref, looks like candy.
1: Oh. Yeah, mm. that's the
0: kind of thing. It's beautifully shot. Okay, so she's here. We don't quite know what's going on. But she's a young and up-and-coming up model. Oh. So, so she ends up getting a manager, mm-hmm. getting in front of the best photographers and designers. She, just her career skyrockets, but she's living in a motel. And uh, yes, and the motel is managed by Keanu, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is, of course it is. Now, along the way, she meets a makeup artist played by Jenna Malone. Yes. And two models. And there's this jealousy, like attraction thing going on. It's not like Black Swan. Exactly. But instead of the darkness of Black Swan, as far as the aesthetic, you get more color. Oh, ooh. from Nicholas Winding Refn and he plays along with that are they in the modeling world or not is this fantasy or not Okay, so the question is everybody is she going to survive under the stares and glares of these people in the industry because these designers and, and these photographers can't get enough mm, okay. she's an it girl she is the it girl now Let's get to the performances. Yes, please. Elle Fanning, wonderfully cast. Oh, okay. Is she tall enough to be a model? No, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Jenna Malone's character keeps saying, your skin, oh, your skin, you know? And you get it, you get it. Okay, Jenna Malone, as the makeup artist. You know, I really do like Jenna Malone.
1: Now, she was in Pride and Prejudice, right? And the uh, Hunger Games. And Okay, good. Yes,
0: that's exactly right. And she can do the nice, nasty really well. Yes, she can. Also, you go, okay, how old is Jenna Malone? Because she can play older and younger. It's a very interesting mix that really works here as a woman on a mission. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Keanu Reeves. It's hilarious when he first shows up. I mean, it's just (laughs) like (laughs) because he's in silhouette. You go, who is that? That is Keanu Reeves. Hilarious. Uh, Christina Hendricks, perfect as the manager. Mm. Uh, Perfect. She has a scene where she comes out to get a form for Alda Sign, and their models sitting waiting for her. She looks at them Turns to her assistant, says, "Get me the form." Looks back and says, "You, you can leave." I mean, it's that kind of thing.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So basically, the point is this: Everybody, Nicholas Winding Refn has casted this wonderfully. The first hour of this movie, it's beautiful to look at. You're going, "Oh, I don't even know it," because he plays around with post-feminism.
1: Okay, where
0: you know you have all of these choices that women should be able to make. But what if they make an anachronistic choice? What, if, gotcha. what if, you know what if Al Fanning just says, "Look, I know all I have is my looks and I'm fine using it. So it's this whole dance where you go, ooh, am I comfortable with this or not? Is he exploiting this or not and and that's a nice dance for about an hour. Okay, I hear it. I smell it. Here it comes Now Mr. Reffin, if you know his work everybody, nothing ends well. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's coming for me. He didn't have to go as far as he did. Like the oh, message, okay. the message was clear. Um, and there's so much in it. And that first hour, that's great. Um, at, at, by the end, I, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm over it. Like the spell went away. He had yeah. me. Elle, you had me, you had me Nicholas. Uh, but then it kind of went away. It goes, it goes there. Oh, okay? Okay. I'm not going to say what happens, but let's just say that there is a transformation to a uh, young L that ain't pretty
1: (laughs) okay well you know what I uh, this to me sounds like um, something to if you're gonna watch it watch it with caution just be prepared for anything but you appreciated the beauty of of the way that world was portrayed and you kind of got lost in it but it was maybe a little too long
0: Yeah, that's it. And you know, to me, Drive is still by far his best film. Yeah. His last three films, including this, were screened at Cannes. So, you know, there you go. If you know Drive, this is my suggestion. If you've seen Drive and you loved it, uh, I would say... If you're brave enough and you go, I really want more, you can see this or just wait for it to come out if you have a great TV so you can see all the work that goes on visually and how Mm -hmm. he plays around with light and dark and color. Um, Also, the music, he always does music well. Um, So I would say if you're that kind of person, you like his uh, art, fine. If not, if you haven't seen Drive, I would start there.
1: That's a great suggestion, critic. Start there
0: and stay away away from Only God Forgive, sorry.
1: All right, here we go. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Dynamic Network offers podcasts that have something for everyone. Our conversations feature experts who not only inform, but also engage. Interested in sports or entertainment? We got you covered. What about business, current news, pop culture, and politics? No problem. We take care of it all. Check out Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com, where every day brings a new perspective. Again, that's Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com. Also available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio.